Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Bike Time. My name is Terry Pietro. Called Pilot Technology. We're going to talk about the new generation of African American technologies that no one's ever heard of. With uh, I only have a few names. That's my few names. Names that I felt the companies that I want to talk about. And uh, there's others out there, but we're going to talk about these particular companies I, I chose. And um, they do a wide range of computing, uh, architecture, they do cloud computing, everything. So we'll get into all that. And what else are we going to get into? We're going to talk about the uh, Super Bowl last weekend. Kansas City came, off, uh, came on top of that. That was an exciting game in the second half. And what else? And then tragedy struck at the parade and... Somebody got killed because of guns again. Was it going to stop? I don't know, but someday it will. Also, we'll talk about the slew of college basketball on. This is a long weekend uh, for me and some other people across the country because it's President's Day on Monday. So we'll get into all that. And and we're going to talk about a movie I want to see. So, ladies and gentlemen, come on back. Um, enjoy the music. Leave your funk. And we'll get everything started. gentlemen all right thank you again welcome to bike time and like i said today's show will be called the silent titans of technology and this is black history month that's why i'm, I'm doing this uh, so for the last few years that i've been doing podcasting i always do a segment on the contributions of african americans and uh information technology because this is a quote-unquote technology show and this is uh Black History Month, but Black History Month is every month of the year, but in particular, they want to make it February. But we're, we're, emphasis today will be on people that are African-Americans that are tech titans that you don't hear about, but these people are doing phenomenal work out there. So we're going to talk about that. Um, before we get started, I want to send my sympathy to the young lady that passed away at the parade. Um, in Kansas City the other day. It's unfortunate. Just when there's a disagreement, they got to pull out the pistols. And this lady was a very popular DJ um, in the Kansas City area, and she had two grown children. And I just want to send my sympathy to that family. Um, you know, God rest. And I hope that these two young kids, they got charged as murderers for that she was just an innocent person. Um, and it's unfortunate these she's gone, and it's it's very unfortunate, and it's such a good time from what I understand, and then because of some beefing and arguing, the guys pull out guns. Um, so sad. I wish this would go away, but you know, mass shootings. Here we go. 
Um, let me see if I can pull up her name. Let's see. Uh, it's very unfortunate. I hope everyone's enjoying. If you have a long weekend like me, enjoying myself, just relaxing. So the lady that passed away, um, I'm going to get her name. Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize for not getting that. Her name was Lisa Lopez Galvan. Lisa Lopez Galvan. Um, once again, my sympathy goes out to that family. It's unfortunate. Um, but I will say this. Taylor Swift made a $100,000 donation to the family. She did not have to do that, but, you know, she just wanted to uh, just do something for them. And that's that she's showing a, that's a class act on her part. I'm not a Swifty, but that shows a lot of class act on her part. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, she deserves some applause for that. She definitely deserved my applause and everybody else's because that lady was a very popular DJ in the area in Kansas City, and she was just reporting, and um, her life was taken away, snubbed away by gunfire again. So it's unfortunate it had to happen, but my deepest sympathy to the to the Lopez Galvan family. Um, unfortunate. I know the money's not going to bring her back, but just to give a donation or something like that for Taylor Swift to do something, that's very admirable of her. So um, let's keep the party going here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so today, first of all, let's get started about a lot of college basketball on today. So this is like a we're coming into the home stretch of Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three college basketball. And March Madness is right around the corner. So a lot of these conferences major, the Blue Bloods and all the big conferences, just slowly dwindling down. I think there's only like seven games left in some of the play, some of the games um, for some of the teams. So we're coming in that home stretch because teams want to play their best to get a bid into the NCAA tournament. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to that. I love the I love the uh, NCAA tournament. I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen. I love it. I just love watching it and because there's always that Davy and that Goliath. And that Goliath is going down every year. That doesn't miss a beat. So I enjoy watching that. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, what else we got going on? Um, there's the NBA, uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. I didn't watch it last night. Um, and didn't watch much of it. As a matter of fact, I'll probably watch maybe five minutes of it. Um, but that's it. Thank you, Mr. Michael Fowler, for coming on my show. And uh, yeah, just uh, just just going through some things real, real quick, and then we're gonna get uh, let's get get moving along. Okay, cool. And what else we got going on? Oh, last week's Super Bowl. Um. I thought the first half was kind of dull. And then the second half, when they knew that it was getting around crunch time, everybody was balling. You had some turnovers. I was telling people the thing that's going to um, make the make this game interesting is the turnovers. Both teams had turnovers. I think Kansas City th- thrived on it more than, let's say, um, San Francisco. San Francisco, they definitely look kind of out of it. You know what I mean? But all I can say the second half was a good game. And then overtime, Patrick Mahomes comes through. So um, 
you know, there's some splitting hands saying, no, we should have let them take the ball or we could have taken the ball. Uh, I don't know because of old time rules. They should have left it the way it was before. Everyone's all confused. But um, that's unfortunate. But that's okay. The game turned out really good. And it was one of the highest rated Super Bowl shows. Uh, the halftime show was good. Okay. Uh, Usher did his thing. And Alicia Keys. Wow. <laughs> that's all I can say. Wow. But uh, that was interesting. But uh, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, let's get started. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, I talk about uh, African-American information t- uh, technology. You know, I'm myself uh, African-American, as you can, uh, you know. But um, <laughs> but there's always that thing called the digital divide where, okay, this is what they're saying. Oh, because you don't have the best internet service or you don't have internet service and all. Uh, that's where the divide comes in. You're not learning, you're learning less by not having internet access or not having the best computer or whatever. You know what I mean? But um, it's not just that. It's just the capabilities of having access to certain tools of information technology. Okay, I know a computer means a lot. The What if you live somewhere where the signal's always dropping. Well, you need a router, okay? A router will help that signal from prevent it from dropping more. It will, it will, it will be a, a tool in not having that signal drop all over your place. So having a router in there so it can pinpoint where the access points are so you can connect and have a good internet connection. So that's something that to think of. Then there's some people don't have access at all. I don't have access to the uh, library to use their internet service. So this is where that digital divide comes in, where it's saying, well, African-Americans live in, in depressed areas. They don't have access to that stuff. I get it, but then I don't get it. If you want to strive to be better, you will make an effort to try to get um, access to those tools. All right? and. I'm not saying that to downgrade anybody, but if you're hungry enough, you will you will work, you'll find a way to have internet capabilities and to reach out. Okay? So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, the first person I'm gonna talk about here is a Mr. David Stewart. Not Dave Stewart that played baseball for the Oakland A's back in the day. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'm gonna talk about his name is David Stewart. He is a founder of uh and chairman have IT provider worldwide technology and they have offices all over the United States and in the Asia Pacific. So this is an African-American man. And let me give you a little insight of their company. They provide network architecture development, security architecture uh, development, uh, Tanium. If any of you don't know what Tanium is, Tanium is a service that where you can actually, um, if you have a person's, uh, uh, the computer name, you can look them up and you can, and it'll give you a whole schematic of the blueprint of their computer. So it'll say like, hey, for me, Terry Toot, okay? Um, you look, if, if you had Tanium, you could see um, my room location, my phone number to my, to the location of the computer and you'll see the IP address and the, uh, the naming convention that's attached to it. This is how good it is. And you can see when I logged in and logged out. That's Tanium. Okay. 
Um, also, um, uh, the company that he, uh, like I said, Worldwide Technology, also do wireless site surveys. So say, for instance, um, you'll have a group of engineers. They'll go to a location. They'll say, okay, we need to set up routers here. We need to find out where the access points are. And so that's part of the wireless site. That's called a site survey. You'll go there. You'll look at where you think you're going to set up your routers, okay, where your servers are going to be, your access points, site survey, okay? Do that when you set up any kind of new location, site surveys, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, advisory services for application selection, analysis of alternative systems, excuse me, analysis of alternatives, system requirements, and uh, system deployment. Okay, and also Worldwide Technology, which is run by Mr. Stewart. He has, um, he works with vendors such as Cisco, VMware, Tanium, of course, uh, Dell, um, Hewlett Packard, Cisco, and you know, Linux and Windows platform support also they provide. And also I said Unified Communication, which would be uh, Cisco. Okay, Mr. Stewart, here's his history about Mr. Stewart. Uh, he grew up in segregated South with seven siblings. Um, his father worked as a mechanic, janitor, and trash collector. And this gentleman, he graduated from Central Missouri University um, with a degree in business administration. He worked in sales for Missouri Rail uh, Pacific Railroad, Union Pacific, and FedEx before co-founding Worldwide Technology in 1990. Um, the story goes is that he... In the early days of starting the worldwide technology, uh, he would work for a paycheck. Um, sometimes he went without a paycheck, and he saw his car get re, uh, repossessed. That's a heartfelt feeling. And this is from out of his office parking lot. I could just imagine how he felt. Um, but the thing is, so he gathered himself together, and now his company is fabulous. Okay, uh, he's the majority owner of the company. They have done $17 billion in uh, sales. Um, his customers, customers are City, Citibank, Verizon, and the federal government. And believe it or not, his company's right around the corner from where um, I work at, too. So <laughs> it's crazy. I didn't even know that. Um, he's also donated $1.3 million to University of St. Louis, um, the University of Missouri, St. Louis in 2018 to create the David and Thomas Stewart Institute for Jazz Studies. Um, they roughly have about 9,000 employees, and his net worth is $7.6 billion, ladies and gentlemen. This is, I know Sam Cook would say, change is going to come. It's coming, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? In the world, and especially for me as an African American, I feel proud and blessed that we have people like you that are doing things positive, positively. All right, and this net worth is um, dated as of uh, yesterday, two sixteen. So, um, congratulations to him. It took a lot of hard work, and his company's been around for thirty years. You can go to his website. Um, the company's website is Worldwide Technology. You can see. Um, you know, he's got companies all over the United States, companies overseas, um, what, what they provide to other companies, federal government. And this is excellent. I'm so glad that, we, that I can talk about him. All right. 
Very proud. Very proud. All right. Okay. The next person we're going to talk about here, this gentleman is from Lagos, Nigeria. And he migrated, uh, immigrated to the United States as a teenager. His name is Tope Awatona. Forgive me. I'm not going to pronounce names from Nigeria, but you know what? Okay. I gave it a try. <laughs> okay. So let's get started with him. Um, Mr. Uh, Owatona, um, he started, his company's called Calendine, Lee. okay? But before that, um, he uh, was a salesman for EMC, which is Dell EMC. Um, and, you know, he got tired of working for other people and decided to start his own company. Um, his company is Canon Lee. Okay, that's what it's pronounced. Okay. Um, he felt he he started Canon Lee because he got tired of, you know, emails, you know, for you know, for meetings and stuff like that. He got tired of it, you know. Um, so what he did was um he got together some investors, um, $350 million investment. Um, they valued his company at three billion dollars, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So basically, Calendly is a software company that develops a business communication platform used for teams to schedule, prepare, and follow up on external meetings. Okay? I get where you're coming from because it's a pain in the butt. The schedule meetings and, you know, it gets frustrating. So to have a service like this, fantastic. Um, they're based out of Atlanta, Georgia, ladies and gentlemen, but the remote. Everything's remote. Everything is remote in this situation with this company. So um, it's a great, great story for Mr. Uh, Owatona. Um, he got rid of the offices in 2021. That's crazy. Right after COVID stuff. Um, what else did he do? Um, before he started doing Canonly, uh, he saw projectors. And then saw golden to garden tools. <laughs> so it's crazy. Um, the company is worth $3 billion. $3 billion, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? Let's give him some props. This company is worth three. I never heard of a company before. I'm just reading this. Um, you know, just do my research. And it's a $3 billion company. His net worth is $1.2 billion. Calendly, like calendar. So Calendly, Calendly, all right? And he has 424 employees. Like I said, they're based out of Atlanta, remote all over the place, all right? So that's, that is really good, really good. Okay, the next person we'll talk about here uh, Mr. Christopher Young, he is the executive vice president of business development with Microsoft. Now, anybody that works with Microsoft gets in there, you got to be top notch. Okay. Uh, Mr. Young's uh, responsibilities is to develop uh, global business development strategies that drive growth across the company. He is a Harvard, Harvard business school and Princeton University graduate. 
And if you ever been to Microsoft, Microsoft, ladies and gentlemen, I've been, I couldn't get in, but I've driven by it and gone. They have a visitor center there. I don't know if I told everybody this, but if you go to Redmond, Washington, it's about 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes outside of Seattle, northwest of the state. Um, but you go to, it's, it's a beautiful city. It's very wealthy in there. Not only is Microsoft, there's other companies, IT companies in there. It's very wealthy up there. Um, Microsoft is a huge campus up there in Redmond. You can't just drive in there. You have to get invited. Um, it's unbelievable, exponentially large campus. Unbelievable, huge, I'm telling you. Um, we have Microsoft offices over here at Annapolis Junction. It's nothing compared to uh, what you see in Redmond. Also, there is a Microsoft facility in uh, Reston, Virginia, in the Northern Virginia area, they have um, Microsoft offices, but the Redmond, um, Washington uh, facility, huge, giant, unbelievable. Okay, on that, get off of that. Uh, Mr. Young, uh, Chris Young was a former CEO at McAfee from 2014 to 2020. Um, when he was at McAfee, uh, he, uh, you know, McAfee uh, was bought out, bought was bought by Intel. Um, his his mission, um, his, his job was um, to protect mission critical systems and data for more than two thirds of the global two thousand, and that included five hundred million customers. All right, Mr. Young worked at other cybersecurity companies such as Cisco, RSA, AOL. Um, he also co-founded a company called Cyve. Valence. Now, I've heard of this company way years ago. They're, I don't think they're in business anymore, but their job was surveillance, uh, computer surveillance. So they were that was back in the day. Um, he sits on the board of American Express, a member of the Cybersecurity Advisory Committee for U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. Um, he was a former board member at SNAP. Uh, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. I been fighting the calls. It's finally, I'm trying to get over, but I still got the sniffles to bear with me here. Um, and he served on the board at the at Princeton University, Board of Trustees. He has an AB uh, degree, cum laude, from Princeton University, an MBA from Harvard. And he lives in the Bay Area with his wife and two daughters. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. Um, and he has a net worth of $4 million. So, uh, Mr. Chris Young, uh, we appreciate you. We definitely do. And you are that bright star, that African-American person who worked his tail off to become a business a vice president of Microsoft. So, ladies and gentlemen, one more time. All right. All right. Okay. The next person we'll talk about. Now, I've seen him on YouTube. Okay. I'm going to bring him up because he does so many things on YouTube. All right. The person I'm going to talk about, his name is Marcus Keith Brownlee. He's a tech vlogger. Okay. Professionally known as MKBHD. Um, he's a YouTuber and he does tech, all tech. I've seen him do. Uh, headphones, um, uh, what else? You name it. Um, 
interfaces, um, computer, anything computerized, he's doing it. And he's very, very good. Very, very good. And um, he's very, very good. He has a bachelor degree in engineering from Stevens Institute, which is in Hoboken, New Jersey. And uh, he's a New Jersey guy. And um, he does phenomenal YouTube. If you ever check him out, check him out. He does everything uh, with um, technology. Um, it says here, is it December 23rd, 2023? He has 20 million subscribers on all channels. Um, and what else he has? He has $3.9 billion, $3.93 billion total video views. That's a lot. That's, that's, that he, you know what? Give him some power. Definitely. And he's getting props from a gentleman who, uh, who's a, a former senior vice president at Google, uh, Mr. Vic Gondatra. He called Brownlee the best technology reviewer on the planet right now. Okay. And he has been doing this a long time. He's very, very popular. Uh, I mean, very, very popular. Plus, he has an engineering degree. So he's another one, one of our bright stars. African-American worked hard and just stuck to it. So I'm very proud of him. Uh, he's got a degree in engineering back in 2015. He just parlayed that engineering degree and into, um, into YouTube. Check him out. Cause I've seen him multiple times, you know, cause I look at him, uh, saw him on uh, some of the earbuds, my headphones, sound interface. I seen him doing all. He's very, very good. Very, very good. Um, he started out on YouTube back in 2008, um, you know, uploading his videos, that type of thing. And he's really, really good. And he has videos. He has a lot of videos, uh, primarily hardware tutorials and freeware. So check him out. His name is Marcus Keith Brownlee, tech vlogger. He's all over the place. And it's not worth those $45 million. Woo! All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. The last person we're going to talk about here today, um, this gentleman is a co-founder in a company called Pindrop. And that's a Dr. Paul Judge. Okay. And um he is co-founder and executive chairman of the company. So let's give him a round of applause. So his company does uh, risk scoring for phone calls to detect fraud and authenticate callers. So, you know, he's that guy like a, you see on your cell phone that says spam. That's his, that's his thing he does, okay? So, uh, so Pindrop, you know, they do a lot of work with the banks, insurers, retailers, and and he has funding from venture firms, uh, from my um, Andreessen Horowitz and Google Capital. Now, if you don't know who uh, Mark Andreessen is, uh, Mark Andreessen was Netscape, and he had Netscape was one of the best 
early browsers out there. And Microsoft were like, oh, no, hell no. You're not going to get all of my 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 people. So Microsoft eventually bought um, a Netscape. Netscape was a phenomenal browser, ladies and gentlemen. If you ever get a chance, Google anything about uh, Netscape. Phenomenal browser they had. So Mark Andreessen, he was an engineer, um, and he started up the company when he was a student at the University of Illinois. So fantastic. Um, what else are we going to say about Mr. Jones? He is uh, Mr. Judge. He's also a co-founder of a company called Luma Home. It was a consumer Wi-Fi company uh, that was acquired. Someone else bought them in 2018. Uh, he did. He also had another company called Pure Wire. It was a leading web security company serving as, he was served as a uh, chief technology officer. Um, Barracuda Network bought that company in 2009. Okay. Um, he's also a member of the 2016 class of Henry Crown Fellows and the Aspen Global Leadership Network at the Aspen Institute. Um, he holds a BS in computer science from Morehouse, Morehouse College in Atlanta and received, uh, received his PhD and MS in network security from Georgia Tech. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Paul Judge, you got to give him a round of applause. Yes, sir. Um, his net worth is about $300 million. Pindrop is a privately held company, and it is headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia. So that's the list for our silent titans of technology, ladies and gentlemen. All it takes is just a little hard work, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to get there, you will find a way to strive to be better. Okay? Um, listen, that digital divide still lurks. Okay, but we're closing that gap. Okay, no one shouldn't be out of the information technologies area. We all, we're computer right now. We're going to cell phone. What do we do? We go to websites. We go into browser. You got to, uh, if you have a Google phone, I mean, an uh, Android phone, you're going to click on their browser. Okay. You got Apple phone, you'll click on that Safari browser. That's computing. But, that's in your hand. You want something that's more concrete. More, you want something with speed. Okay. You want something with 32 gigs of RAM. Okay. Or you want something that's, you know, tricked out. You, when you get on internet, bam, I can download, do upload, downloads. Okay. That's where they're coming in the digital divide. It's getting better, ladies and gentlemen. It really is. But for, I just want to, introduce you to those people, look them up, check out the stories. I was fascinated when I was doing my research on these people. And to me, it's fascinating. Um, unbelievable how they started out. Nothing is, you know, Mr. Mr. Stewart, here he is working at his company. And next thing you know, he's sometimes, you know, paycheck, little or nothing. And then looking at the drive, uh, parking lot, seeing his car getting totally repossessed. But yet he stuck to it, and now his company is so profitable. Worldwide Technology, check them out. And check out all the other companies we talked about today, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, we'll, and you'll be fascinated. And there's other African-Americans in there that have, have gone on to brighter things, and it's unbelievable. I think the news, the media, the, the general media don't know 
don't know if they're scared to find out, but um, they need some of them need some of them could will know some of them do know, but the divide is getting smaller. But on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say thank you again for coming to this coming on my show. You know what? I love you guys so much. I'm gonna cheer for you. Thank you for coming on, Mr. Michael Fowler. I appreciate you coming on, sir. Appreciate you. I really do. I really appreciate you listening to my show. And anybody else, uh, I'll have more shows later on. To, I mean, it'll be uh, you can re- retrieve those uh, recordings, and and I appreciate. It. I really do. So we're gonna end the show on this note. Sam Cook, a change is gonna come, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your long weekend. Be safe. And God bless you all. Thank you. I love you all, ladies and gentlemen. Take care. A change is going to come, ladies and gentlemen.
But I know change gonna come. 